0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: We've got big fab bidding this weekend with Jeff Erickson winning all the fab bidding. We've got a uh, big uh, Dodgers Padres series and a lot more base- baseball to talk about all coming up next on the RotoWire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. happy sunday night everybody welcome to the rotowire fantasy baseball podcast i am scott jenstead joined as always on sunday nights by jeff erickson if you could please rate or view the podcast we do appreciate that if you happen to be uh watching us live at the moment feel free to uh, chime in with any comments or questions you may have to listen to us on the audio version we obviously appreciate that too jeff it's uh it's july This season uh i was was talking with i think it was rob silver i was like this season the first three months of the season seems like it's flown by more than other seasons uh maybe that's because uh we had some teams doing well but it just feels like with the with the lockout we had everything was compressed and all of a sudden we're in july the season's halfway over i feel like you got here quick
2: yeah it did uh i'm glad uh it's it's nice that we're you know we we keep in mind we started a like a week or two later yeah so that makes it seem like but we're at if, for some teams we're officially at the halfway point yep to 81 games so uh that that has something to do with it there uh but yeah it it's flying it is more fun when your teams are more competitive now I'm not quite in striker range uh but I am competitive in one of my leagues so that's good uh you know, you know I, I'm surprised I haven't been permanently replaced by Toby uh in, on the Sunday night podcast since he's smoking me in the the, league, the Vegas league but uh you know hey uh, yeah and it's long, funny. long
1: long ways to go.
2: My better of my two main event teams keeps losing people and I keep getting better in the standing. So I don't know what's going on there, but that's, uh, that's my Bryce Harper league,
1: Jeff. We call that excellent managing. And uh, yeah, sure. Let's go doing. with that. Yeah. You know, you're an expert for a reason, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, let's, we're going to jump into fab. There's some interesting names this week, but let's uh, let's talk a little about baseball this weekend. That uh, that Dodgers Padres series, especially today was pretty wild. I mean, they, the Padres came in, you know, kind of nipping at the nipping at the Dodgers heels and the Dodgers win the first three games. It was like, 14 of 15 wherever it was if like the Dodgers had just owned them go to the ninth inning uh Dodgers leading one nothing Kimball comes in gets one out takes a line drive kind of off his back or his like tricep um stays in the game um and then Luke Voigt hits a high fly ball left field that he stood and watched for about 45 seconds They hit the top <laughs> of the wall Gavin Lux didn't really play it well but like he hit the top of the wall like you can't really blame him too much for that one just kind of drifted on it then I think Eric Hosmer made him pay and then uh then Kim hit a home run to, to make it four to one I kind of feel like the Padres season was kind of hanging on the balance of that ninth inning. Like if they get swept there, they go five and a half back. They know they can't beat the Dodgers in their head. Um, I think that's a really big win for the Padres moving forward. I know it's only July, but it felt like a pretty big win uh, as, as big a win you can have in July.
2: Yeah, it is. Uh, and it, it, it- Revealed a couple of issues with the Dodgers too, and namely their bullpen is one. I mean, losing Daniel Hudson for the season, I think, yeah. is a, really uh, emphasizes that they got to have a, a role that's right. And even before he left the game, he was kind of struggling in this one, uh, and he's had a couple of other shaky outings. Uh, Bruce Dar Gratterall, I don't think, was available tonight, but he's someone that I, I was put he I put him in my waterfall after uh, the events of tonight uh, because I don't really trust too many other arms in that bullpen right now.
1: Yeah, I put him in mine, and then I lowered him down the waterfall after a Dave Roberts had a quote that's like, "We're not moving Kimber out of the out of the out of the closer job." That's not even consideration.
2: He's no, and fine, it shouldn't so. be right now. Yeah, but I, I just think it's something that yeah, he may say that now, but if he has like two or three other similar outings, he may be forced to make a decision at some point.
1: Yeah, although the there was the year that Kenley struggled, he never went away from him really either. I think he's pretty pretty loyal, but i mean Kimbrel's what he's he's a four seven eight era now after today granted you know relievers can get that bumped up but you know he's yeah. three eight one going today his but his whip is it went up today but his whip before today was one four and that's the big thing for me is he's he's walking guys not quite right. the like 2020 walking guys but walking guys getting up hits um k rates down about eight percent from last year still really high it's 34 percent. but swing strike rates down five percent from last year so like He's still really good at a lot of these things, but he's not quite the 2021 Kimberl that we maybe we thought had like kind of found it and bounced back after the rough 2019 and 2020. If I'm a Dodger fan, like uh, I just kind of feel a little nervous every time he comes in. I don't know if that's a, you know eye test or stat test, but
2: I just don't really feel comfortable every time he takes him out. I, I I I I might have even said something similar to that, you know, you know earlier in the week. You know, it's just he is very. Uh, un- uncomfortable out yeah. there on the mound. It's just you don't have that sense that it's game over. Now, Dodger fans, I think, are a little notorious about feeling that way with Kenley, for that matter, too. Yep. Uh, that Kenley was way better than they deserve. But uh, Kenley's also hurt right now. Again, yeah, well, well, hurt. He's when, got that irregular heartbeat.
1: When, when you know, Eric Gagne doesn't blow a save for three years, maybe you get used to guys yeah. uh, not blowing saves. But yeah, it's uh, I don't know. Like in a playoff game, like if one run, it's three to two, and you're coming against a good team, like right now. I would not feel especially uh, especially great with uh, with Kim- with Kimball coming in, but maybe he, maybe he writes the shit. Maybe he figures it out. Uh, do you think the Dodgers make it? They got to make a trade for a reliever here at some point in the deadline, right? They got to find somebody that just kind of. I think tonight. almost
2: every contender is going to trade for a reliever though. That's yeah. the thing. I it's mean, true. You, you saw as Chapman yesterday, and he, he's still throwing balls and doesn't trust his fastball. Yep. I will tell you what, as a Clay Holmes manager in a couple leagues, I, that that was that felt pretty good watching that.
1: Every ball made you feel just a little bit better, right? Yeah.
2: Uh I really did. And he just doesn't trust that fastball. Uh that's the thing that really was noteworthy to me. 3-2, I think he was throwing breaking pitches every time and missing. I mean, he just didn't he didn't want to throw the fastball and it went a in a, 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 a moment where he had to have it which is
1: so wild for a guy that's pretty much lived on being able to throw a fastball by anybody whenever he wants at any time.
2: Yeah. Uh, So yeah, he bought it at the very least he bought home some time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And every time he does that, he buys, you know, buys homes, another, another series or another half week or another week. And um, you know, if you have clay Holmes in the league, I think that, uh, you know, you you obviously you're going to start him no matter what, but, I think you feel pretty good that the next at least week to 10 days is is still Clay Holmes territory, closing games. And, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, like you said, every time Chapman uh, has a, has an outing like that, maybe it pushes him to the seventh, eighth inning for a little bit longer.
2: Yeah. And even before that outing, they said they're going to go seventh, eighth and ninth for Chapman for a while. I liked seeing that too.
1: Yeah, I mean they, they want to win games. They're 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 what at thirty six games over five hundred. Uh, at some point, they can kind of you know maybe put their foot off the gas, but not in July. So they they still gotta win games. But it's funny you mentioned the Yankees. The AL East is wild. You've got four teams right now. that are in the playoffs. You know, with the new expanded three wild cards, um, do you think there's any chance the AL East can stick with four teams? Because right now the the Rays are would be the would be I, I guess they're a half game behind the Blue Jays, but they'd be ahead of Cleveland. They'd be ahead of. Uh, Seattle, Chicago. Right now the 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 at least we have all three of those walkers. I mean, it, it might be tough moving forward as they all play each other, but yeah. Um, it's hard to it's hard not to think that they have four of the best six teams in the American League.
2: And I don't think like Tampa's going 18 and one against the uh Orioles this year either. Yeah, um, that's true. The Orioles aren't the same pushover that they've been in previous years. Yeah, no. Uh it's a speaking, but it's a big week for the Rays. Uh they took three out of five from Toronto and Toronto after losing the first two. They won the last three. Yep. Yeah, you know, pretty big rally there. Uh, they got their bats, uh, bats came alive in that series. I think that was pretty big for them. They needed that earlier in the week. They, you know, they had the pirates. So, you know, that worked out pretty well. Uh, I think it was a pirate or maybe that was over the weekend. That was over the weekend. I, I take that back. But the yeah. point is they've started playing some slightly better ball after a really rough June. They're starting to get better. Wander Franco homered over the weekend. They needed that. Um, it's, you know, it's a long time from being over, but they also know that they have, if they get to the playoffs, they get to a wild card situation. They got McClanahan,
0: yeah,
2: and that's pretty huge. And Boz yeah. is looking pretty good, you know. That, that, they, if they can get the luxury of setting that up, they could be in pretty good shape to have a one two punch there.
1: Who, uh, who throws a one game <laughs> playoff for either Boston or Toronto? It's got to be, got to be Manoa in Toronto, right?
2: I think they want Gaussman, but it'll probably be Manoa.
1: Yeah, I'd probably go Mano, but that that's a good point there. I wonder...
2: Or oh, they want Barrios, actually, is well, what they probably I think want.
1: That, I, think, I think Manoa and Gossman are ahead of Barrios in, in that. Well, for right sure. Now.
2: I agree, but I think that's what they want. And it's still half a season left of things. It results to change, too.
1: Is Boston, if you had a better Boston Pavetta, Chris Sale, Nathan Evaldi? Uh, I'd probably, it's Pavetta right now, but I imagine in their dream scenario, it's Sale.
2: Yeah. Uh, I know the, the momentum is picking up. I, th- I think they're talking one more rehab start for sale. and Then we're going to see him. Uh, and as long as everything goes fine there. And I think it probably, you know, it, it went really well last time. So a lot of momentum picking up on the Chris sale bandwagon there. Are yeah, you going to be, are, do you have him anywhere?
1: I, I do not. I was not drafting him. I just thought, you know, I thought it'd be July and it is July. And I just thought that'd be too long to wait. He was available in some leagues. I just, it never was in a spot where like, you know, I can, I can sit this for four weeks. So Right, Um, I I, if you have him right now, that could this could be a really nice like eight to ten weeks if he's he's healthy. That's that's a game changer right there. Yeah, it is. It really is. But uh, no, it should be fun. Interesting. uh, Someone was talking about uh, a trade in the chat: Uh, Mookie Betts and Kyle Wright for Francisco Lindor and Aaron Nola. Jeff, what uh, what side of that do you like? That's an interesting interesting deal right there.
2: So we'll see what Mookie does. I mean, I think that if you get pre-injury Mookie, look look at it. Look good today. Had two doubles. Pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. Although, I'm a little nervous about right. I mean, obviously, I think it's a big downgrade in pitching. I mean, Nola, I think he's very underappreciated how good he's been. Yeah. He's got like a whip of like .9, I think. Uh, a lot of strikeouts there, too. Uh, so, I think it's a pretty fair trade. Um, I think if, if, obviously, you're taking a chance that you can handle the hit on the pitching side.
1: Yeah, uh, Nola's uh, K rate twenty nine percent. Walk walk rate is three point five percent. That's a pretty pretty nice. K, yeah, pretty nice K minus uh, K minus walk rate there. That is interesting. I like the I like trades where uh, you can't obviously tell who the winner is off the bat. Right. I'm a little bit worried about Kyle Wright too. I have Kyle Wright in the main event. Um, I almost sat him last week. I ended up using him. I was glad I did because of the win. But he's kind of on that, you know, later later half of starts for me. There was a while there where he's just automatic. I threw him in. Obviously, throws he throws twice this week, so I'm going to start him for sure. But um, there have been a, a few little blips there that I mean, you kind of expect. I mean, it was a there, there's a reason he was, uh, you know, an inconsistent t- guy in the 20th 28th round or whatever he was drafted in. But uh, been really good. But yeah, it's interesting if he can do it for a full year. Guys have good two three month stretches. Be to see if he can uh, kind of uh, kind of keep it going the rest of the way because uh, he's been great so far. Yeah, he has. Let's look at uh, let's look at week fourteen a little bit. Uh, we got a lot of games this week. There are some teams with eight games. A lot of teams with seven games. It's a really really active week. I think you were tweeting. There's four teams that don't play tomorrow. Is that right?
2: Yeah. So there's fourteen games tomorrow. I mean, how does, it's, how
1: does that happen?
2: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean. I, we, we, this is something we are, this has been our soapbox earlier. Every team should play on right. the 4th of July Memorial day and labor day. Agreed. Uh, and they don't uh, because it's a Monday uh, this year, I guess, <coughs> but uh, I was joking tongue in cheek state of Pennsylvania hates, hates America because neither the Phillies nor pirates are playing nor come. the angels or the Yankees are playing tomorrow. Howsomever, how ever the next? how do the Yankees not play on 4th of July? Of all teams. Come on. Reasons? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it, it is. It's it's pretty weird to see that. Uh, however, the uh, the the Nats are playing like at like 2 in the morning in our time. I oh, know. It's, <laughs> it's like 8 o'clock. Uh, they, they've been doing that now for the oh last few Oh, my God. Years. You,
1: I thought you were kidding. It's actually 8.05 a.m.
2: Yes. It's 8. in it, every 4th of July lately, it's been doing that. And then it's a D.C. Wow. thing. Then they, you know, you're free to enjoy your day. Um,
1: uh, I guess that makes a little bit of sense, I suppose.
2: Yeah, wow but you're, Philly, you would think would be a fourth of July team too. Sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, you're
1: right. That, the, the, the Phillies is the Yankees. Like that, that seems wild to me. 805 a.m. I guess uh what I'm what you're telling me is I need to set some lineups tonight.
2: Yeah. After you revel in your winning bids, go set your lineups. Don't wait till tomorrow. Uh,
1: agree. agreed. There's there, there's games. There's two games at, three games at 10, uh, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10.35 in the morning Pacific time too. So it's gonna be it's a fun day. There are games all day, but in terms of setting fancy lineups, it's just a bit uh a bit confusing and a bit tough, but uh, make sure you kind of get it in and adjust as we, as we go here. But uh, some good uh, offenses offenses to look at this week. If you're streaming some hitters this week, you play in daily leagues. Um, I really like the Braves this week Four home against St. Louis three home against Washington is a really nice schedule. Uh, the Astros probably the best setup. They, uh, they have uh they have uh home games against Kansas City and Oakland. That's uh that's pretty nice pitching right there, Jeff. I'd like to uh... and Our pitchers are on
2: fire, too. Yeah,
1: I know. Yeah, the Astros are just on fire in general, Jeremy. Jeremy Payne is a beast by the way. I love that dude. Yeah. Uh, walk yeah, off walk off home today. Yeah, I hate to I was and then he came back and then ran into Jordan which was a uh Tumultuous, uh, like half hour for me, Jeff. I have Yordan uh, and Jeremy Pena on main event teams, so that was a uh, that was a like I can't believe two of my players ran into each into each other on a fly ball. So I was uh, yeah. as I saw the collision, I was uh, I was ready to uh, I was ready to turn off the TV and run away for a while. But uh, both guys are back. Both guys off the uh, off the uh, I guess they were on concussion for a few a few days. On Yordan and uh, Pena was fine, but uh, walk off home run and I, You know it's always good and good synergy when Pena hits a home run to walk off and to Ryan Presley the win.
2: Yeah, yeah, that, that that's always handy um and it's nice, yeah nice when
1: the fancy clubhouse works well together i like i like when yeah. you have some some friendliness there
2: yeah 20 strikeouts today for the astros pitching staff oh, against the gosh. angels 20 wow. framber i think struck out 12 in a row at one point
1: there was a point in that series i think it was friday and saturday trout was 0 for 7 with seven strikeouts yeah and i think his first 10 a- ab's in the series he had nine strikeouts which is
2: freaking he, this is he's had like two really awful stretches this year and, just and then some ins- an on fire yeah, strikes.
1: Insane fire the rest of the time. But yeah, yeah. he's had some some spots where you just can't. I mean, but that's many strikeouts. That's that's wild right there.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Isaac Moore just mentioned that he picked up Odorizzi. Uh Odorizzi gets two starts this week. He's the one pitcher on the Astros. because so they're going six man rotation. Yeah. Very dicey to see this though. I mean, they upset the Apple cart when they're pitching so well right now. Yeah. It sounded
1: like they played it as maybe Verlander needs a a, a day, a, a day longer rest. So they kind of, they pieced it in there, but yeah, it's I don't know what they're going to do. Cause they got Orizzy back, but there's none of their five guys they could sit right now. Like they right. they couldn't have, they couldn't have put Orizzy in for someone else. They could have put it in a bullpen, I suppose, but uh, maybe six man, uh, a few times through works out. I mean, they're, they're up about a hundred games in the L.S. So well, that's that just what I was
2: going to yeah. say. They, they can, they can afford to do that. Yeah there
1: is no one that's coming close to even remotely giving them any trouble in the AL West. No. Um, Yes. I mean, Seattle and Texas are around 500. And then uh,
2: the A's are not 500, Jeff. I don't know if you'd seen these standings in the last uh, three months or so. Um, Yeah. uh, I was, I've been doing that parallel R Reds, R A's thing all year. I mean, the Reds had a 10 home game losing streak uh, that they broke (laughs) today. So uh, Uh, the Reds are significantly still better at home
1: than the A's are at home.
2: That's that's really hard to do. But, the A's uh, are
1: the A's. You won't believe the A's record at home if I told you.
2: But you won't believe it if I told. you. They're, they're, they're
1: eighteen and twenty seven on the road. So you know, bad, but you know, whatever. Nine games under. They're eight and twenty eight at home.
2: Yeah. Wow. That's tough. I mean, the Reds had had a stretch of mediocrity earlier this year in May. So um, what? <laughs> I the love, opposite of I love White Hart, a stretch Red of mediocrity is a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I think they were purple hot or purple purple tepid uh but that's his uh good question in the chat room uh justin mason asks uh when is scott going to spend his fab money
1: well, we're halfway
2: through the season i've got 500 bucks left isn't that about the right math yeah right i think that's that's exactly i
1: that. uh as well as we'll talk about later i tried to spend it tonight i try i went pretty big on on Vinny pascantino uh bid 184 and got outbid it would have won it in i think a majority of leagues not every league but uh, a pretty good chunk of leagues and uh Got outbid there. So, uh, yeah, I may spend it at some point. But if uh, if not, um, if I can win the league and have some left over, I'll, I'll, I'll hold that over Justin for a while anyway. So that'll be fun. Um, other good schedules. Uh, Dodgers are uh, three home against Colorado, three, four against Chicago. Uh, there aren't a lot of Dodger hitters you can pick up, but that should be a good week for Dodgers offense. White Sox, too. Three against Minnesota, four against Detroit. Um, I think we see a lot of uh, a lot of runs this week, Jeff. It's uh, there's some there's some nice matchups for some really good hitting teams.
2: Yeah, that's that's for sure. Uh, And I think we're uh, yeah, I think the ball is just flying out now. It's actually cooling down here in Southern California a little bit tomorrow. Uh, It's like 85 as opposed to the 95s we've been getting. But, you know, seeing that ball carry uh, yesterday was, uh, you know, was was in. I mean, that Voight ball you mentioned earlier, that ball just.
1: Lux looked like he thought he was under it like what 15 feet in front of the fence, 10 feet in front of the fence, and yes. just kept going back back and it hit the top of the wall. And now I think that
2: might be just him misplaying the ball. It's entirely possible.
1: Some of that, but it, it definitely definitely carried. Although Luke Voigt thought it was 550. So I, I don't know who I don't know who's right in the, He's, in the mix there.
2: The ball is still rolling away, uh down the track, and Voigt refuses to move off segments. Nope. Just not going anywhere. Nope. Jeff, I'm not kidding.
1: That's trouble for you for sure.
2: Yeah, I think so. For too. Sure yeah for sure and you've said you're
1: not fast that's the only reason i said that but um that was i could it's still I, rolling yeah i thought I,
2: I could make it to third by now the
1: funny thing was they showed the angle and he was not at third and i thought it's because he was going home like i thought it <laughs> i was thought like, he had already
2: scored yeah
1: i was he, like i must be inside the park home run because there's no way why he wouldn't be on third and they scroll and he's standing on second base just kind of chilling there i was i was cracking up
2: yeah uh just ridiculous just ridiculous um, yeah, no. Uh,
1: so yeah, it's, uh, let's get, let's jump into fab since, uh, our friend Justin Mason asked about fab. Um, yes, I do plan on spending it. Uh, yes, it's been frustrating to not to get outbid on some people, but, uh, I am nothing if not stubborn. I tend not to uh, super overbid on people, although I probably will at some point. But uh, Vinny Pasquantino was the was the big bid this week, uh, Jeff. He was a uh, he was available everywhere. He was at zero percent uh, rostered in the main event, zero percent rostered in the online championship. Uh, so one of those guys that you know got hot in minor leagues. He was great last year. Got called up, uh, but he's available everywhere. So every league could bid on him. Uh, you want him in both your mains. I'm, uh, I'm I'm fired up for you. I think he is uh, really, really, really good, and I liked him. More as the day went along, I kind of got, I obviously knew who he was, saw the home runs, you know, saw him get called up and all that, followed that. But as I dug yeah. it deeper in the numbers, I think he's a really legit good hitter.
2: I think so too. I love the strike zone control. Uh, I don't love the Kansas City lineup, uh, but I, I do like that he's batting in the middle of it. I like that they cleared the runway for him. Yep. Uh, I, I, I needed power in both my mains, especially. My pitching is actually pretty good, pretty good at least. Uh so and, and I'm I'm like replacing like you know uh like Brandon Belt uh it, or like Michael Franco uh is, is who I'm placing. So the bar is pretty low. I you know I can definitely improve those spots. Uh so it was worth it to me to go a little aggressive. I honestly thought that it would go a little higher. We, you and I were texting and I you asked like what did you think the average winning bid was going to be and I said like 223 and I yeah. but then I I did the keep them honest like 149 and 153. I'm, I'm jealous.
1: I was 184 in one of them. And I was the backup. I was a little lower in my other league. Um, I have a lot of offense in that league. So I wasn't, I, I still had you know, a been the triple digits, but I was, I was the backup there too. I lost him to uh, to Dave Potts there. I lost him to uh, in the other league. I lost him to Mr. Moose on Twitter. He was, uh, he was talking about that in the, uh, on Twitter that he went 211. Said he was waiting for him, said uh, he was worried he was going to go in 300s. Riley Green went the 300s in our league. So did Nolan Gorman. Um, so it was only two, was 211. Um, still pretty high. I saw, I saw the range was pretty wild. It was down to – the lowest was 53. I think there were a couple of bids uh, that won him in the 300s, but it looked like maybe, uh, maybe 170, 180 was kind of the, the average uh, winning bid in there, which is kind of where I was, but just didn't work out there. But I, I do think he's good. And the, the key – you mentioned you need power, but, like, you look at his batting average. This is a guy that he struck – he walked more than he struck out last year or this so far this year in, in, in AAA, uh, and then he walked more than he struck out last year in A in 2021. So yeah. I mean, you got a guy who's hit for power, but also hits for average. Like, this is a really good profile – We've seen a lot of rookie hitters come up and struggle. That's the one thing, you know, that can happen, you know, first time through the order or through the, through the league, you know, sometimes it's really hard to hit major league pitching, but, um, these guys are just a really good hitter and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing them. I think it's going to be, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun and I'm glad you got him Cause I think it will be a fun guy to have on your team.
2: Yeah, I got him in four leagues. Uh, the fourth uh, the NFBC platform. In fact, all four that I got him a bit on them uh, in, uh, there's one I didn't cause I didn't think I needed him, uh, but, I actually did kind of reverse. I should have bid less in online and in yogurt because as I, you know, you know, the two mains, I, I had a pretty good dialed in price and I was kind of a little more rushed on right. the other two. And okay, I'll just bid a little bit more to make sure. And I didn't need to. So I over overbid there, but better to overbid and get your guy than to, you know, put a token bid and not get them and then you really could have used them. So.
1: Yeah, Someone mentioned in the chat, you know, got burnt by Josh Lowe, couldn't chase any more rookies. I, I think the one difference with Pascantino is that there's a strikeout. Like, I just think that uh, the, the the complete lack of of K's throughout his history in the minors, I think just gives him a better floor than someone like Lowe, who, you know, who struck out in the minors and also and came in the majors yeah. and struck out a ton. Uh, this time up has not been much better. He had a really bad week again. Um, I dropped him in a 12 teamer. I just, uh, it's hard. I think at some point the Rays are going to have to not give him everyday playing times, you know, Kiermaier came back, Paredes is hitting. Um, yep. I just don't think Josh Lowe fits in the, in their first nine
2: right now. Uh, agreed. And he didn't start today Yeah, uh, to your point. So in uh, uh, Lamonte Williams, I get your point about rookies. I get it. Yeah. Um, we've had, we've had a
1: lot of that this year. I mean, yeah. and you can, you can go back to Kalnick last year and earlier this year. We've had a lot of guys. I mean, even, even Bobby Witt hitting two thirty, like he's on pace for a lot of home runs, lost on bases, but um, you know, Julio Rodriguez, the first three weeks was really rough. And then obviously has been insane since, but, we've seen a lot of rookies the the first uh, month or so really struggle.
2: And if you, if you watch Julio though closely, you know, he wasn't getting the calls. His plate discipline was good then. And he held firm on that, which I love seeing. Uh, Jeremy Pena did, has been just fine by the way, as a rookie Uh, more than just fine. So it it can happen, but yeah, I get the reticence, especially when we look at like maybe the triple a guys and, you know, the quality of triple a pitching right now that it might be down. Um, and it might—it's just harder to hit for average in baseball right now, too. Yeah. I mean, look at Juan Soto, and we—you know—Matt Sims was asking about his injury, but uh, Soto's struggling this year because he—you know—he's—I think he's getting impatient, he's trying to expand the zone just a little bit. Their, but, lineup,
1: their lineup, is brutal, and there's no reason to throw him strikes. But yeah, I mean, I didn't think 226 was in one or Juan Soto's possible outcomes. Like, I just—I no. would be like a oh, rough year for Juan Soto. Maybe he hits like 255. Every everything goes dead wrong. Juan Soto hits 255, like 226 is, is just, and it's, we're, we're halfway through the season. It's, 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 it's crazy to me. I never would have predicted that,
2: but you're, you're definitely, if you're drafting, I mean, he's not going to drop that too much down, right? He's only going to draft, drop a couple of spots. If you're redrafting to now today for you, how low would he go before you would take, take the plunge on him?
1: Um, probably like, I'm trying. It's hard to think all the guys in my head, but yeah, probably like pick 12, 13, 14, somewhere in there. So that's
2: that's actually a little bit lower than I would have thought. I thought yeah. maybe like seven or eight. So, um, I yeah, think, I, I
1: think I'd probably have like three or four pitchers in there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then, uh, yeah, and probably five or six hitters. Yeah, probably like 12, 13 for me. I just, that lineup is so bad. I think that's a, rough. That's an issue. I mean, he's got 33 RBIs, and that's just, we talked about, you know, a lot of the home runs and with, with, with nobody on base. He had a lot. He went a long time for you to with a guy on base, but it's, uh, it's 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 rough there. But I want to talk about Julio Rodriguez for a second, just cause he came up. Yeah, of um, course. Thirteen home runs, 20 stolen bases, 44 runs scored, 39 RBIs hit 273. Um dude is 21 and just Absolutely crushing. He's on pace for like a a 2540 season. I mean, it's just a that's a fantasy freak season right there. Hard hit rates almost 50%, 49%, barrel rates 13.5%. Um, his strikeouts are up from the minors 28%, but we see that a lot, and that's probably gonna come down too as he gets better. And I tell you what, this dude just just all world. Um there you go. There's the question. Would you draft him or soto in a redraft right now? First,
2: right? It's not an easy Uh, one. Yeah. I mean, Seattle's lineups a little rough too and yeah. it's a lousy ballpark to hit in uh and he's still doing this that's it's, it's pretty 20, amazing and you yeah, know tw- the 20, running
1: the running is the key the 20 steals is huge
2: massive yeah. massive i mean he's, he's, he's John birdie but he's, <laughs> damn it, you beat me to it <laughs> yeah <laughs> but he does other things
1: too john birdie is just absolutely a hero there's no other there's no other word for the man
2: I it's gross that i i don't have him anywhere anywhere
1: yeah. at all he has been a IO on both main event teams. It has been just absolute. It just, it's just gets he gets caught stealing today. I'm all bummed out that I wouldn't get a steal. I mean, it's just it's like three or four steals every single week. It's crazy.
2: I, I can see your uh, article, and in in, it, it's gonna be striker secrets there. Uh, but writing <laughs> yeah. about John Birdie, uh, no doubt.
1: So uh, if you didn't get Vinny, um, the next guy down, everybody was uh, looking at Derek Hall in Philadelphia. Uh, Twenty home runs in uh, in the minors uh, so far this year. He was uh, absolutely mashing uh, in Triple A. Came up, hit two home runs his first game, hit another one the next night. Uh, hitting fourth tonight for the Phillies. Uh, obviously with Bryce Harper out, you know there's a hole in that lineup against, especially just right-handed pitching. Har- Hall's a big, big lefty. Um, I think he's like, what is he? Six something, two thirty five big dude. Um, but a lot of power. Uh, were you in on Derek Hall's kind of a, a one beat of Vinny? Was he slower down for you? Where was it uh, there?
2: Um, it, it was not anywhere close. Cause I think he's, I think he's Brian LeHair or he, oh, you know, wow. which I think he's, or, you know, Frank Schwindel. I don't think he's anything that he's a Mr. Right now, not a Mr. Right. Okay. Um uh, I don't think he's going to get on base that much. I don't think he's going to hit forever. He's got great power. He's legit in, in terms of the power. Uh, but I think it's, it's you know, he's a port in a storm. He'll be useful for a while, but I, I wouldn't count on him in the long run. I think he'll uh, get solved by pitchers a lot.
1: I like the fact that they did him in the middle of the lineup, and that's a lineup that's got a little bit of a punch to it. So I think uh, you, he's going to come up with guys on base. Um, I probably I didn't like him anywhere near as Vin, as much as Vinny, but I probably liked him a little bit more than you. I was in probably the the forty to fifty range of my bids on him, just you know needing some pop. Um, he doesn't strike out a ton, which I liked. He was at a, you know twenty percent in AAA this year, twenty one percent last year, so not like a 29 percent strikeout guy, which I you know, thought he might be when I started digging into the numbers. But uh, yeah. I like him. Um, you know, obviously he's uh, you know caught fire this this weekend, and who knows what happens. He was not in the Vinny range for me, but uh, I do like him a little bit, especially with Harper probably gonna be out uh, you know two months. Ah, uh, there is a spot there for a lefty bat that they need.
2: Yeah, I, I'm probably being a little unfair. Twenty percent strikeout rate. He was re- completely repeating a level, though. And he's, yeah. you know, as a as a 26 year old in AAA. Okay, that's it's not bad. But I, I I don't I still say the comparison to Schwindel holds. Good. He's taking. He's got it. He's getting an opportunity. He's taking advantage of it. Good for him. I'm happy. I hope. I hope he, it's a good story if he does stick around in that lineup and, for a while. And 2021,
1: Frank Schwindel <coughs> would work too.
2: Yeah, I would yeah, take it's not,
1: that. It's not necessarily. It's not necessarily a bad thing. You're saying.
2: Yeah, I, I just I had too much. Of, maybe it's because I had so much exposure to Schwindel this year.
1: Yeah,
2: and feel like I got I burned myself.
1: Good. Uh, good stat in the chat here. Uh, Joey Gallo struck out more times in June than Tony Gwynn struck out in the last three years yeah. of his
0: career. That <laughs> is
2: that. That is a great wild. stat uh and Brian LeHair okay so I'm I'm burning myself on this one though by the <laughs> way guys because the year that Rizzo came up yep. I was third overall in the main event at the all-star break and Brian LeHair was playing every day for me and I was like oh, okay I, I I got a steal there at first base He barely played the second half he's he collapsed and all that so I was, you know it was the whole team went into a slump it wasn't just my fault for not replacing LeHair quicker but I was a, a, I was a hair slow on replacing LaHare 13 home
1: runs the first three months and three the last three months with Brian LaHare in 2012. That was uh, yeah. definitely a fall off a cliff season there. Uh, what other bats were you interested in? I, I thought that an interesting one was, uh, was Joey Wendell in Miami hitting second today. Uh, Jazz Chisholm is on the IL. So, uh, you know, spot opens up for Wendell. Is always one of those guys, you know, multi-eligible position almost always hits for average, a little bit of pop, a few steals. He feels like a, a nice piece for me, at least for a little bit here while, while jazz recuperates.
2: Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, not bad. And it's just, the question is like how long, you know, the thing is he was like kind of locked in for a while and then got hurt and then got yeah. hurt again. I mean, he, 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 can run, he can run. He's got a little tiny bit of pop too. I mean, he's a poor man's John birdie, but, uh, he can <laughs> qualify at different positions I like it. I like him. I think he's useful. That right now.
1: Would you drop Andrew McCutcheon for Vinny, uh, Jeff? Uh, someone's asking in the chat.
2: For uh, Vinny? Yeah,
1: I I, uh, I actually like McCutcheon. He's uh, I he's, do too. You know, speed power combo right now, but uh, yeah, I think the I think the the floor is nice. And Vinny, the upside's pretty good too. Uh, I, I like Cutchin, McCutcheon, McCutchen, but I w- I'd go Vinny on myself.
2: We do like to call him uh, uh Tim and I do on our team. Yeah. We have him in on uh, one of our two mains. So we I like him. I have I do him too, but. Um, I, I would prefer Vinny. I, I, I feel like choose.
1: this was a, this is a week of offense, like guys coming from um, either being DFA, like Jonathan VR or uh, coming out, uh, coming, coming, coming back from the aisle soon. we got Eddie Rosario, Kyle Lewis, Tyler Naquin, near your reds. Uh, Mitch Haniger is going to be back soon. Uh, I've been kind of trying to figure out which one of these guys to stash and when to do it. Um, I picked up Rosario last week, and then I dropped him this week for, for Hanegar. I like the upside of Hanager more, and, uh, you know, a week closer on Hanegar. He probably is not till the all-star break, but I, you know, I think it's a difference-making bat. But uh, is there any, any of these guys coming back that especially interest you? I feel like this was kind of a week where there was a lot of, you know, guys with zero at-bats this week, but, you know, had some roster ship and coming off the aisle that might make a difference for us in the second half.
2: Well, I think it's funny this, that the Angels got Jonathan from VR. Uh, because he's better than Tyler Wade. That's his campaign slogan. Uh but and,
1: and he let off today.
2: Of course, because the Angels. Yeah. Um, didn't really Dude, that by the way, that lineup is horrendous. Yeah.
1: I I flipped on their box score today. The bottom half of that lineup is so putrid. I didn't I couldn't even know what to say. I I because I was looking to see if VR was playing and where he was hitting. The bottom half of that lineup is a bunch of guys that, like he hadn't even heard of a month ago. We got uh yeah. we've got uh Stefanik, uh Renjifo McKinnon and Harrison were the bottom, bottom for like I think that's Monty Harrison from the Marlins obviously I know man Renjifo McKinnon looks like uh know it's Syndergaard the only reason I know him but like that's a brutal bottom half of the lineup for the Angels
2: well it, it was funny like a week and a half ago McKinnon was batting cleanup and like oh that's his yeah. first major league hit I'm like <laughs> why is he batting cleanup <laughs> right um but yeah it's just yeah it's the Angels are just such a weird team they, so uh, good at the top and so God awful at the rest of the way. I mean, um, and they've been a little, un- I mean, they've been unlucky, you know, Rendon was unlucky. I, I, I mean, I'd like that. I like that they went after him. uh, But at the same time, yeah, it's just, it's typical angels. Luck. It, it is Um, anybody else. Offensive wise. Did you look at
1: any catchers this week? Uh, Michael Perez <laughs> off the three Homer game. Um, I, I got back in on some Danny Jansen, a little bit of Carson Kelly. Uh, he had a couple of home hormones this week. Um, I was in the Ryan Jeffers business before, and I finally got out of that. It was, uh, it's been really bad. Well, it's funny. Have- I
2: dropped Jeffers in the main also and picked up James McCann.
1: Okay. I should have hunted on Jeffers probably two weeks ago, and I think I did in one spot and kept him in another. It's been – i'm like happy, like oh you know the bail rate's good he hits the ball hard but he just doesn't hit the ball very much uh, or often so uh i finally jumped out of that but uh it's uh it's been rotating with catch i'm hoping to stick with somebody but uh it's been ugly there uh, anybody you like there
2: no i mean i got i liked mccann uh enough that he put more than a minimum bid which was funny because i could have gotten him for one uh but you know he's playing most of the time on a team that's got a great offense so i kind of and He's had his moments where he's been pretty competent at the plate before too, so thought he might be someone that's you know he was a permanent better solution than Jeffers who's got the bad thumb now. That's the reason why we I we I finally yeah. cut cut the cord on Jeffers. Uh Perez. I was, I, Perez I, I was in my waterfall. But yeah, go ahead.
1: I, I don't know too. As I was looking at catchers, Max Stassi was available in the leagues, over ninety percent rostered. So I'm like, I wonder what Max Stassi's done lately. Jeff, uh, since June 1st, Max Gassi has scored zero runs. The only player in baseball that qualifies over 70 played appearances has not scored a single run. Oof. Oofda. 24 games, 81 played appearances, 70 at-bats, zero runs. That is – I don't even know how – how do you not, like, get on – he's been on baseball. You know, he had 12 hits and 11 walks. It says a lot about the Angels laps. It says a lot about him. Uh, that's an impossible stat that I came across. I laughed because the second lowest guy is Matt Duffy who has uh, 69 at bats, 72 plate appearances. He has two runs in that stretch. So the angels offense is uh firing on all cylinders here.
2: Just, they just struck out two more times, even though the game was over. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's really bad. Matt Duffy. I mean, how's he getting 69 plate appearances? I mean,
1: it's just, it's, 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 it's tough in angels land right now. Uh, what about starting pitching? Um, it's, again, a tough week for uh, starters. Uh, we've talked about it. You know, the hitting's been really fun and fab. Starting pitching has not been very fun. Um, looking this week, we got like Braxton Garrett. Miami has two stars. Johnny Cueto, an old friend, has a couple of stars. He actually has not been bad. I, I have him one of my main event leagues. I just kind of held him. Haven't used him a lot. But uh, you say Kikuchi has two. Uh, coming off a good start. Dean Kramer in Baltimore has been really good. But you kind of always waiting for the blow up. What were you doing in, with starting pitching this week? Because I, uh, I found it a rough go uh, once again.
2: I was going like this. I was holding my nose, trying to type in a bit at the same time. It was very awkward, but uh, especially because I'm stuffed up right now. So I made it even more awkward. But, uh, you know, I uh, I got Kramer in yogurt. I got Jordan Hicks as a $1. Like, let's see what happens with him sort of bid. We'll see if he, he gets stretched out again. See if we got something there. If not, we'll move on. Yeah. Uh, Kikuchi, I had benched in a couple of leagues last week, so that was fun. Uh, you know, because after taking all the pain, I then you know missed out on the the good one this week. So, you know, whipsawed myself on that. It one. was,
1: that was it, it was against was it Pittsburgh? He faced someone bad, right?
2: Uh, he he did it against Tampa.
1: Oh, he in Tampa. All right. Well, not. They well, have been, been pretty bad
2: been in, been in Pretty G, yeah. bad too, until yeah. this weekend, where and they turned it around yeah. all of a sudden. But uh, uh, Zach Plec has two starts. Lamont uh, Williams uh, mentions that in Detroit and Kansas City. That that's as good as it gets.
1: I had him on our list to talk about here because he's available in a lot of twelves. Uh, are you buying in on the on the resurgence? He's been really good the last. Uh, I guess I call it five starts. Giving up zero, one, one, three, and two starts and It's just. It's hard. He's got to be good with the with the ratios because the strikeouts are not there. He's got a seventeen percent strikeout rate. Um, his strike <laughs> is under ten percent, which is uh, you know lower than lower than it's been since two thousand nineteen. Xera is five nine four. Um, this is a guy that scares the heck out of me, but I admit yeah. has been good and has been has been usable for about a month here. But I just I always feel like that seven earn run start is around the corner.
2: I acknowledge that he has been good and i will not take a chance on him so
1: detroit KC, though you're right that is uh that is as nice as it i mean unless, i've rostered sneak- worse before and yeah. taking can, chances on. unless are. you can sleek oakland in there it's uh, that's pretty much as good as it gets right there uh it's kind of play- peak
2: hypocrisy of me to say i'm going to take a chance on dean kramer in his, in his starts but not right. take a chance on zach please in his too.
1: dean kramer is home texas home angels so that's a pretty good uh, pretty good on paper uh setup yep. right there too and Again, another guy that, you know, every time I look, I'm like, I just know it's coming. But, you know, these people that have started him the last three or four starts, they've gotten all those starts banked. And, you know, if they get a blow up, it's still going to maybe, you know, work out okay because they got all the good ones. But uh, sure. I was a little scared to jump on right now. Uh, my favorite guy is actually in your neck of the woods, uh, Cincinnati, uh, 73% rostered in 12. So still available in spots is Nick Lodolo, who's coming back um had a really good, uh, good, good stint of rehab starts. Uh, obviously, a guy with uh, the pretty big upside. I think we talked about him last week. Is one of someone like you know this, the time to stash is now. The starts aren't the best on paper. It's uh, you know oh, that's good. We got a question right As I talked about. It's pretty good. Um, yep. Met, uh, home against the Mets and home against the Rays. Obviously, home is bad for Red pitchers. That place is really tough to pitch. It'll likely be warm there. Uh, I'm throwing it, Jeff. I think that uh, we're at the point where. My eighth and ninth starters are usually really a little sketchy every week. You know, maybe it's a, a half closer. Maybe it's a guy with a, a, a pitcher I like with a bad matchup, or maybe a pitcher I don't like as much with a good matchup. Um, but with Lodolo with two starts, I like the strikeouts a lot. I figure I'm going to get some of those either way. And I like him enough that I'm using him for the for the two-step coming off the IL.
2: Yeah, um, I worry about how long he's going to go into the game and his first game back, and it's against the Mets, so – at the same time, I, I've kept them this whole time in yogurt. So I'll probably – I'm, I'm going to have to consider using them because I don't have a whole lot of depth there. Yeah. Uh, I, I believe the talent and the talent. I, I'm starting to, you know, obviously have issues with the organization in the ballpark. Uh, <laughs> yes. Pro, you know, I'll get back to you. But uh, I, I think I, I was telling people to pick them up and stash if you could, yep. although it, it's a two-step or it's hard. You know, here's the thing. It sucks when you can't use a two-step at, at in your home ballpark. I mean, that's like what what are we doing here, right? It, why are we rostering him if we can't use him in two starts in your own ballpark? But uh, I, uh... the circumstances are a little different here because it's Ladolo
1: I, I like him enough that I'm uh, I'm throwing it. Yeah, uh, you know, there's some risk in there pitching against Cincinnati against those offenses for sure. Um, I think I'm gonna get strikeouts. I think he's gonna pitch well enough that the ratios will be kind of uh you know won't kill you, won't uh, won't help you. But I think the strikeouts will be nice. And uh, you know, with the Reds, you're probably gonna get two wins out of that, right?
2: Oh, sure, <laughs> for sure, definitely.
1: Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe not. There. Uh, let's jump into some relief pitching and Fab. But first, a note from our sponsors at the Blue Wire Network. We haven't had a lot, but it got a little interesting this week. We've got uh, Kenley Jansen uh, on the IL with his uh, his heart related condition he's had in the past. Um, sounds like they think he's going to be uh, going to be the minimum stay. Last time he had it, it was like eleven or twelve days. The rules are different now. He's a fifteen day IL for pitchers, so he has to be on there for two weeks. But uh, did you uh, did you uh, d- dive into any, any AJ Minter, any um, Will Smith at all? Uh, you know, hoping for maybe a week of saves from a pretty good team in Atlanta.
2: I did pick up the fresh pinch. Fresh Prince of Cobb County, uh, with uh, one of those two pa- or Cobb County. God, I was I gonna say, I was about to say good
1: uh, county knowledge, but yeah, you have to. It's oh, Gw-
2: well, it's Gwinnett actually. Now that I think about it, Ugh. I thought and, they went to. Was Cobb the old one? I think, no, Cobb, I, I, think,
1: I think Cobb might have been the old stadium.
2: I Fulton, Fulton it. County is where. Atlanta oh, you're right. That's is. right. Um, I know that because that was county actually it
1: built it right next to it. That's right.
2: Yeah, I, and Gwinnett is where the AAA team is, so I think I might have been right the first time. Uh, you know. Uh, Hordes of angry Atlanteans are going to be uh, after me for getting their county wrong, but uh, we'll see. Uh,
1: Cobb County is the correct answer.
2: Cobb, it is all right. Um, I did get Will Smith. I think they'll both—he and Minter—both will get him. Minter has actually uh, had a better year. Smith yeah. had two saves last week, and Minter got beat tonight uh, today. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe uh, it might just be for this week. Is the the tough part? Yeah. So, I, I
1: thought it was for this week too, but I, I Smith also. I think if I was going to go pure save guess for this week, I think I'd go, I'd go Smith and that's uh that's why I bid on uh, where I needed some saves just cause I, you know, a week of saves on a good team is, 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 is a real thing still.
2: Yeah. Uh, and it really wasn't a whole lot of else to go bid on there relief pitcher wise, unless you, unless uh, you're in that one alien league where Joran, Duran was not rostered. Uh, I don't, I don't trust any other Minnesota reliever Griffin. Jacks is a good pitcher, but I don't trust his usage. Um, yeah, I was going to ask you about this
1: week, because obviously Emilio <laughs> Pagan um he absolutely exploded the last couple of weeks. Uh, luckily, I had him on the bench this week and dropped him. But uh, I did have him in uh, in one of my main events, but I got him out of there. Um, yeah, what I, a mean,
2: horrible week in Cleveland. Oh, I,
1: he, I mean, it was like nine earned runs and two and a third innings between four outings the last two weeks. It was just brutal. Um, yep. And they actually uh, Rocco Bella came out and said, "Yeah, I had a chat with him, and he's not he's going to be pitching. Uh, he's going to be pitching earlier in games or when maybe we have a lead is what he said. So uh, he didn't want to say." Not closing, but I pretty much said not closing. But I think you're right. I think yep. that, uh, you know, Duran is uh, taken everywhere. And I, there's nobody else I really was jumping into with kind of you know, maybe to, to fill in for Pagana. Just I'm not really interested in much there. Yeah. Did you do anything with the Dodgers? We talked, we hit that on that a little bit earlier. Did you look at any Gratterall or Evan Phillips, someone like that? Uh, or you think that, uh, at least for now, uh, what, what Robert says about Kimbrell is how he feels?
2: Gratterall was in my uh, li- waterfall, uh, but uh, didn't get him.
1: Yeah, I uh, I pulled him back and moved him down once I saw a couple of quotes and all that. And the camera was fine. He'd only miss a few days. He did take that yeah. line drive off the uh, kind of the back and tricep uh, from, uh, I think it was Cronenworth. I forget it was. But um, there were some, uh, were some injuries today, though. I want to hit those real quick. We talked about uh, Juan Soto earlier. Uh, he's dealing with a left hammy injury, um, left early on Sunday. Um seems like one of those uh, day-to-day tightness kind of things, and they do play tomorrow. Uh, again, you mentioned 8 in the morning, so at least we'll know right away if, uh, if so does the lineup tomorrow.
2: Yep, yep, definitely.
1: Frankie Montas, uh, I got home today, flipped on the A's uh. game, and Frankie Montas is not pitching anymore after an inning, and I was like, what the heck is going on here? I was hoping that he got traded, Jeff, but he did not. Um, sounds like he's got some shoulder tightness. They're calling it day-to-day. Um, I never believe day-to-day when I have anything with a, with a throwing shoulder.
2: Yeah, uh, you were hoping it was hug watch. I was hoping.
1: Yes, I was hoping he was over there hugging (laughs) hugging Tony Kemp. And my favorite, I saw a tweet today saying the A's may uh, may maybe sellers of the deadline. I think that they might move Tony Kemp. And I
2: was, (laughs) good luck. And Lou Trevino is available too, guys. And uh, I was like,
1: Elvis Andrews, come on down. Tony Kemp seems really nice, but like nobody's trading for Tony Kemp. His hard hit rate is six percent lower than anybody else in baseball right now. Yep,
2: good good human being, not a good hitter. Agreed.
1: Um, Xander Bogarts did leave today. He looked like he was like he was he was stealing the base. He got spiked. Uh, he was left in the seventh with a knee a left knee injury. Um, we don't know much more about that. Again, it was a another... laceration.
2: Needed uh, oh, okay. eight so... stitches. Oh, um, wow. so yeah, but uh, it, painful, but not a long term thing. Yeah, I, I think yeah. maybe just he just had to get it stitched up. Now he may not may not be able to play a day or two, but I wouldn't sweat it. It's not like I, I don't see this as a unless rickets and scurvy set in. I, I think he's probably okay.
1: Or unless he's Cody Bellinger, twenty twenty one, who had a cut and missed three months after that.
2: Yeah, well, yeah. Nice diagnosis there, Dodgers. I mean, right. Uh, yeah. From but- a from
1: a laceration to a stress fracture. Good times. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Ranger Suarez. I mentioned earlier because I was going to put him in for Frankie Montas. Went in the aisle with back spasms. Uh, been a disappointing year for Suarez. If you have him in a fifteen teamer, Jeff, are you finally dumping this? Are you holding? Uh, you know, back spasms. Probably back in, in a couple of weeks. Uh, it's been a rough uh, rough year from a guy who was a breakout last year
2: yeah uh he was never a huge strikeout guy. He, I mean, I think the thing is like he was just so good over the stretch. he built in that loyalty if you had him, yeah and if you didn't have him, you probably are not really on him that much this year either.
1: yeah, I kind of fell into him in the, in one of my main event leagues and I've held on to him. He kind of seemed like he turned a corner, then he you know didn't turn the corner after that, but uh I held on him for a week. i want to see the diagnosis here, but I think he's uh, he's very much on my once I need someone or find someone, I'm I'm planning on dropping him pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, let's see, uh, Tyrone Taylor, who I think you and I both picked up in the main event uh, oh. last week, went on the seven day concussion IL. Uh, missed. I think he pinch hit on Friday and then missed the weekend. Um, so one of those ones you got to just kind of have to see. Uh, you know that could be that can be seven days. That could be you know two three weeks. So we you just never know with the with the brain injury stuff.
2: Outfield um, injuries are just whack a mole for me though. It's just that's the, we got him to replace Bryce Harper. Then we lost Brantley and we're waiting for Eloy to come back. It's just like ugh, one of you just like Eloy's probably coming back this week. Yeah, so that's, that's what it sounds Mookie. like. Yeah, I, I did the same thing. I had Mookie
1: Betts out and I replaced uh, him with Talon Taylor and Oscar Gonzalez, who's next on our list. He well, went on the 10 day aisle with a yeah. right intercostal strain. They say he's not going to do anything for a week. Um, I spent a decent amount of money on him last week. Uh, you know, he was like 98% rostered. He was available in my league. I liked the profile. I like the power. I like the fact he's hitting for hours like this, play, playing every day. Uh, just didn't work out, but uh, I dropped him. I just I didn't intercostal strains with hitters. I just I kind of want no problem. It always takes longer than we think.
2: Yeah, it, it does. It really does. Uh, got a question about another outfielder, Julio Rodriguez. We were talking about him earlier. You know, he's got a suspension coming up. He is vigorously defending himself on this one. Yeah, uh, because he already he didn't even throw a punch. So and he got it, he got he got two games. Yeah, he got two games. So what's it going to really get down to one? No, I think this is not actionable. You just write it out. Oh. And it's Julio
1: really Rodriguez, if he plays, you know, five instead of seven a week, you don't really care anyway. But I think he'll get it down to one, and I think he'll just pick a day where he's going to take an off day anyway and just serve it.
2: Yeah, uh, maybe. Although it might be the principle of the matter. He may fight it to a hearing. But either way, I mean, unless they play five games in a given week, yeah. you're just going to you're just going to write it out. I, 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 maybe – I, I don't think you change anything here.
1: I agree fully there. Like the only way I'd even if you're in a daily league and you hear he's going to take it, that's the only place that I would even consider making a move. I think. Yeah. Um, Garrett Whitlock in Boston's interesting. They're not an injury report, but a news report. It Sounds like he's going to be uh, worked out of the bullpen when he does come back, rather than starting. He's very heavily rostered in in most of these leagues. Main event, he's like. I think and, and, and online I had him and he's like 95% rostered. Um, I don't think he's rosterable really coming out of the bullpen. It's really hard to find ways to use him in a, in a 12 team and a 15 teamer. I think you can kind of use the ratios, use the strikeouts, but it's going to be, it's gonna be tough to use him for the, for the, for the meantime.
2: So he was one of those guys where there's a big disconnect between my optimistic projection for him and my roster percentage of him. I don't have him in there. Cause I wasn't, cons- I was, I didn't know what his role is going to be. I didn't right. I actually didn't buy into him stretching him out as a starter. Uh, and I, in fact, had I known he'd been in the bullpen, I would have been more likely to roster him okay. uh, because thinking he he's, might eventually get a breath away from closing. Yeah. Okay. Makes right. Sense. I mean, all it takes is Tanner how, you know, going on sabbatical, deciding he's not going to, I don't know. I was going to make some sort of joke, but point is it, you know, not getting the closers job. Maybe they decide that how's the guy it's a multi-inning bulk inning guy. And they go back to Whitlock being at the end of the game. I mean, you could see that happening probably won't, but, Uh, Whitlock's a very good pitcher I like him a lot I just don't know what his role is going to be
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be tough At least for a while Unless he finds his way to the the 8th And I think it's going to be tough To find spots to use him in Correct Um, Seya Suzuki in Chicago Sounds like he's headed back to Chicago He's done with his rehab stint We'll be back tomorrow How do you feel about Suzuki? Because the first 10 days were great And since after that It was really, really rough Do you think uh, Do you you feel like he's uh, usable right now In a 12 or 15? How do you feel about Suzuki In terms of like do Do you deploy him this week?
2: i only have him in one dc uh way early that i got him when his pri- before his price started going up um i don't think about him a lot yeah. uh just hasn't been on my radar uh um, i
1: i didn't and someone asked me about him last week and i went and looked and like all of his production was the first 10 games like, was, yeah like, yeah he had like, like four of homers it. yeah and it, that was it and he still has four and he's been really bad since then. i think that uh i think there's still a lot of talent here obviously he was really good overseas so i think uh I think he's rosterable, but I might, uh, I might want to watch a uh, half week before I put him in. I think, I don't think I'm starting him this week, but maybe put him in for the weekend.
2: Yeah. I mean, it really depends. Again, the cheesy answer is it depends on your options, but if you need, I mean, of I, I would prefer to wait. If I could uh, looking, let's see who are the Cubs playing. They get uh, at Milwaukee. So they get Lauer, Gonzalez, Burns, and then they go to four games in LA. So yeah i I mean Lauer has been a shadow of himself lately That's, I'm a little worried about lauer. I, I have a lot of exposure to him so uh but I am I've been benching Lauer in some places lately
1: yeah, I think I'm sitting Suzuki there and then I guess he plays at l uh, a Adelaide over the weekends not great either Kershaw Urias and Mitch White but uh yeah, it might be a tough week, but uh, maybe he gets those lefties i probably I probably put him in there, but it uh, have to be again who you have there. Right. Uh, a couple of guys making rehab starts today. They went very differently. Jacob DeGrom uh, made his rehab start through one and two thirds, uh, had five strikeouts. Jeff, if I'm doing my math right, that means he struck out everybody he faced, which is uh, pretty darn good. He was throwing hundred in the bullpen. Um, I don't think it's a question of whether Jacob DeGrom is good. It's so whether if he can actually stay upright and, and pitch. And, uh, you know, so far so good starting today. Uh, Marcus Stroman made a rehab start. Did not go well. He gave up uh, seven hits, five earned runs, and two and two thirds. Uh, five of the seven hits are ground balls, so maybe a little bit of a uh, little bit defense there, a little bit of bad luck. But uh, Stroman said a uh, pre-start that he thought it was going to be his only rehab start is going to. He, he wants to make his next start in Chicago. Uh, I'm guessing maybe the results today maybe make him make them think maybe he needs one more.
2: Yeah, well, his next start will be in Chicago because that means because they're on the road this week. So there, no, you, go. there you go. It was self fulfilling prophecy. There you go. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm guessing he, they have him go one more just based on that. But, uh, yeah, that's
2: our news and notes. A
1: few players I want to talk about before we get out of here. Um, it, we talk a lot in the preseason about stolen bases. You know, you have to find them. You got to get them. And you and I both preach, like, you know, see if you can get them, you know, piece together some some 15, 20 guys. You don't have to take some of these guys. But you look at some of the the rabbit guys. Um, we talked about John Bertie, who's been great. But Miles Straw and Jorge Mateo, uh, both hitting uh, – Straw's hitting 137 since June 1st. Mateo's at 138 since June first. They both do have. Uh, I think Mateo's got like 19 stolen bases. Straw has uh, less than that. I think he's got uh, 10. I think or it's so. still 11, right?
2: He's 11. Uh, I think it's been stuck on 11 for like uh, a long time too. You're close to I'm me.
1: He's got he's got 12, but yeah, same thing there.
2: He must have just got one recently then.
1: Yeah, um, long national
2: nightmare is over. Yeah, he got one Saturday. <laughs> hitting
1: yeah. hitting 196 with a 0.5 percent barrel rate. Uh, that, it doesn't strike out, but it hits nothing hard. It's a danger of these guys, though. We, you know, you and I joked about me picking Delano to Shields a few years ago and how I like I panicked and I had to get a stolen base guy and like easy starting. He's leading off. He's going to steal. And these guys just have so much volatility because they can just they can go into these huge slumps. They end up hitting ninth or they get benched, and it's hard when you don't do anything else and you need those steals. Like they just go. I mean, Milestone has ten RBIs all year.
2: Yeah, no homers. Um, he, he and you know he has forty four runs at least, but yep. you know. Uh, not as many, not as many lately either, though. Uh and now he's batting ninth. Uh at least Jorge Mateo has the ability to suck at multiple positions. So you got that going for <laughs> yeah. you. He does have six, uh, he
1: does have six home runs, but still only 20 RBIs. Runners. He only has 26 runs, has 19 steals. But I mean, that's 261 play prince for Mateo at 196. Like that is crippling. That is that is brutal. That just kills your team. Mateo's a guy who has a little bit of pop, he's starting out 32% of the time. He's just a bad, bad hitter. And when you get bad hitters, like they're going to lose playing time at some point, despite the fact they may steal a bunch of bases.
2: Yeah. Well, in in the case of Mateo, I feel like, okay, he's delivered you to his 19 stolen bases, cut your yeah. losses, and move on. I mean, straw, it sucks even more because he didn't even do the benefit of the bargain as much.
1: Yeah. The 12 stolen bases in a half year is not what you, not even close. And, there, and at least with Mateo, he was pretty much free in draft. So, you know, he went up a little bit late, but. Straw was what like a seventh eighth ninth round pick right in there like people were that was the stolen base guy that, that was hot in the season so he's been he's been really rough uh, Jeff question for you in the chat uh Dylan Bundy Jake Odorizzi, or you say all with two starts week this week what say you
2: uh, let me look at who they're playing um, uh,
1: Kakuchi K- K- is at uh, at Oakland and at Seattle uh Odorizzi is home Kansas City at Oakland and Bundy is at, at Chicago, at Texas, I'm Odorizzi, too. Like, I think he, your chances of getting wins are really good. Those those matchups are really nice. Uh, coming off the IL maybe is a little scary. So, I'd go Odorizzi, one, Kikuchi, two, and Bundy, three.
2: Distant third on Bundy. Um, yeah, agreed.
1: Agreed. I agree. I agree. I had the two guys and then the distant third also. I agree there. He's just so inconsistent that at Chicago. Uh, you know, I know they're, they don't have Eloy yet, but that's still an offensive. Of the ones we mentioned, those matchups, that's the one that scares me the most.
2: Yeah. And, if, you know, the thing, is too, is don't overlook the Yusei Kikuchi – Revenge game factor here too. Um, oh, although sure. he's faced Seattle already one other time, also at, at home. But no, I'm, don't, I'm being don't silly.
1: Disc, don't discount the fact that he's likely to throw no hitter against the A's too. You have to factor that in. All. Well,
2: it, it is. It's in both cases. It's oh A's. Okay. Yeah, right? Yes. Yeah. It's, oh Detroit. Uh, yeah. Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah. May only throw five, but it'll be five scoreless uh, innings for sure, which is which is really nice. So yeah. uh, it's funny. You and I, we we talk about so many players preseason. And, uh, you know, guys, I think who's going to break out is going to be good. Um, Spencer Strider is someone that very few people talked about preseason. He was, uh, you know, yeah. he throws hard, but nobody was drafting Spencer, Strider, at least in, you know, in redraft leagues. Uh, he was not there. He's, the dude has been awesome. He is fun to watch, too. Um, throws gas. He had that one blow up start a few starts ago where he gave six runs to the Giants. But other than that, it has been awesome. Uh, strikeout rate is 37.7%, and he's kept as a starter, too. Uh, but walk rate's a little bit high, 9.6%, but not something that's going to kill you era 287 whip 1.01 uh dude's been fun to watch on a good team uh you know the best thing about baseball is like in other sports you rarely have this where a guy kind of comes out of nowhere and just dominating and Spider striders doing that so far
2: yeah and our definite definition of nowhere is weird too though i mean he right. was because he didn't get a lot of hype and draft pool talk but he did have a great spring training yep. he was a first round pick it's not like this guy is like you know was spring, he really I had him as a
1: fourth round pick
2: I thought it was a first-round pick, but I could be wrong about that. I, I had him in a score sheet league as a keeper going into this uh, year. But, uh,
1: yeah, I had him as a round. Yeah, you're right. Fourth at round.
2: Fourth yeah. round out of Clemson. Okay, so I, I'm i a little full of it as usual. Uh, but um, my point is that there was some prospect hype attached to him. Yeah, but there had was like, had, a one, had one very good spring training, but the yeah. role was he was a reliever.
1: Yeah. And he had one triple A inning coming in, like he had he just he's been a double A guy and uh, yeah. he's just I mean he's a he every 5 days they throw him out and he has been really he's fun to watch too. The mustache yes. is, the mustache is a good little a good little, uh, good little uh, side effect there, but it's uh been fun to watch him pitch. He's been really good. I've enjoyed one of those guys that uh when he when he when I know he's pitching, he's one of the few guys I'm like I'm going to go ahead and watch that start the has but just fun to watch.
2: And he did a pump fake they the Braves did a pump fake on us remember they thought, oh, we're gonna stretch him out Yeah, and then we're not going to. and then they did uh, after like the big sp- uh, spending flurry. So all the people that held on held on to him through that stretch got rewarded. but I bet you uh, people spent dropped and then had to spend again.
1: Yeah, I think I might have been one of those in one of my online leagues. Uh, next picture I want to talk about uh, how's this for his last two starts? 14 innings, one hit, not one run, one hit. Uh, one walk, one run, 27 strikeouts. Uh, we're talking about uh, guys breaking out, and Christian Javier is every bit of that right now. Uh, 2580 RA, a whip under one. Uh, he's made 11 starts, 69 and two thirds innings, a strike rate of 34.3%. We always knew he's a strikeout guy, but he's bumped it up. He last year is 31%, and you know, a lot of those were reliever, reliever, relieving, outings too. Uh, walk rates down, it was 12.5% last year, it's 8.7% now. Um, the Astros did not need another pitcher to step up to make them any better. But uh, Javier has certainly done that and forced his forced their hand. So they, they can't take him out of the rotation right
2: now. I mean, he's, he's legitimately great. Uh, and you know, the thing is he was good last year at times too. Uh, but he's, he's definitely take, taken another step forward. It's interesting to see what they're doing to accommodate Odoruzzi, but we mentioned this earlier that they can afford to, and it really does give everybody rest, including Javier, by the way. Yeah. Who doesn't have that many innings accumulated and probably couldn't go every fifth turn, every fifth day for the rest of the season.
1: Yeah. And they're going to, I mean, we mentioned earlier they have a, you know, 100 game lead in the West. They're going to take some starts off from these guys. But yeah, Javier is fun to watch. I was actually, it was where I was doing something where I couldn't watch you guys listening to the game. He pitched in Yankee Stadium two starts ago. And yeah. the Yan- I had the Yankee, I just right in the Yankees radio feed on. They were just, they, they were marked. There's like nobody's pitched this well against the Yankees all year long. Like, I haven't seen a guy like this. All season long, I mean, he's that dominant. They were just, like, pointing at the fact that he's just the best guy they've seen all year.
2: Well, the funny thing is, that whole series, every pitcher yeah. was just mowing down. I mean, the Yankees have been on such on fire, and they they had two rallies, obviously. But in between that, their starting pitching was just mowing. Urquidy is a lot better yeah. right now than he was earlier this season, yeah, too. Yeah,
1: and he's had, like, three good starts in a row after being very uh, very kind of up and down before that.
2: Yeah, I mean, Urquidy was a guy that I was about ready to write off, especially because of the low, low strikeout upside. He's he's yeah. he's gotten a lot better now.
1: Yeah, it's the question in the chat. The Astros are going six man rotation at least right now. They're They're Oda Rizzi's pitching Monday, and then we're pitching Sunday. They play seven games a week, so they are going six man at least this time through. And they'll kind of see who's healthy, see who needs a break, and and kind of piece together from there. But they are going six man uh, for right now. Um, someone asked a question in the chat, Jeff. Uh, would you uh, would you drop Adley Rutschman or Gary Sanchez if you and if you had to?
2: Uh, Sanchez probably. Uh, i just i'll i mean here's the thing i mean it, it depends on the format a little bit if it's a points league i might be a little bit more circumspect about dropping sanchez but if it's a roto league you know you're getting going to get crushed in the batting average with him whereas rushman i think has the higher upside i mean gary's hitting 222 that's good for him right now actually. yeah um I, high, I want, highest average in three years yeah i nine 934 26 and rushman already has 15 runs scored I mean, I know he's not hitting for average right now. He struggled. I just get the feeling he's like one of these other other elite prospects where he's getting his feet, you know, he's getting his legs under him. He's, you know, whatever metaphor you want to use, but he's getting used in the major leagues and he's going to get better.
1: Yeah, I, I think the format's a good call because if you need home runs, uh, you, you got to be Sanchez. He hit me a ton of power, barrel rates high, hard hit rates high, but the strikeout rate's 28%. Rutchman strikeout rate, as a rookie, is 18.8%. Really, really good there. Yeah. I think overall in a Roto League, I'd probably keep Rutschman also. I think you probably will probably get to the benefit of that in the second half. Uh, I agree with you in a points league or, you know, maybe where the strikeouts or batting errors can kill you. Um, he said it was head-to-head category, so maybe, uh, maybe it becomes a little bit different. That uh, That gets a little bit closer there. Uh, but I think I like Richmond for the second half uh, probably yeah. just by a little bit though. Yep. Uh, last guy I wanted to ask you about Jeff uh, in Atlanta. Uh, we talked about Spencer Strider. Uh, Ian Anderson's kind of been the other direction. He is someone yeah. that was, uh, was pretty highly thought of uh, coming into drafts this year. <coughs> he was really good in his debut in 2020. And then last year, 128 innings, uh, 3.5 AD area, 1.23 whips. So not a guy that, you know, was winning a league, but really, really solid, solid innings. Uh, has been a disaster this year. 5.31 ERA, 1.52 WHIP, 76 innings. K rates down about four percent. Walk rates up a little bit. Swing and strike rate is up a little bit, but 12.4 uh, percent. What do you do with someone like this? Do you think the Braves think about uh, moving him out of the rotation? Do you think they? Uh, what do you think they do here? You know, as they get uh, maybe some guys back, uh, do you think that Anderson is someone that uh, could? They had Kyle Mueller in the in, in AAA who's pitching really, really well. I looked at picking him up in some spots, maybe speculator that maybe they take Anderson out, but uh, how long do you think the leash of the Anderson or do you have any confidence in him maybe turning this around a little bit?
2: Um, I don't have a lot of confidence because of the walks. I mean, just that that's what bothers me And it. Even last year, he had 53 walks on 128 innings. That's thats not great. Nope. Uh, ERA estimators suggested he was running lucky. You know, Babbitt was like 261 didn't match up with the, a hard hit rate. Uh, he was so good in the playoffs. I think we had some extra optimism. You know, he had some stretches even last season during the season that he's, he's running good. He is a highly touted prospect, but and maybe he gets it down the road. But right now, I'm not that optimistic about him.
1: Yeah, I think I'm in the, in the same bucket. There was someone that I didn't really like at the draft price, and I don't really like it if he's dropped or anything like that. I don't not someone I'd be rushing to get right now. Last guy I want to talk about, Jeff, uh, Emmanuel Clause is freaking awesome, by the way. That dude, I, I, he kind of yep. had, had like a couple hiccups in, in April. And if we you're like, oh, you know, maybe last year uh, wasn't, uh, wasn't that legit. Uh, Since May first, he's allowed one run. He has uh, he has nineteen strikeouts and uh, three walks. One or two walks. One of those is intentional, also. So one non intentional walk against twenty nine strikeouts. As elite and legit a closer as we have, you know, I I think Josh Hader's one. Liam Hendricks healthy is probably two, but I think Clase is right there in the in the three uh, section.
2: Hundred percent agree. Yeah. Love him.
1: I uh, I regret not taking him. I was between him and Bobby Witt in the main event in the third round. Um I had Klasse, Ryan Presley, and someone else. I'm like, yeah, I just get it because I was picking twelve. Like I just got a closer in the fourth round. It'll just work and one of them will be there. Presley was, but Jefferson uh, just between Clase and Presley's pretty eh, you know, not huge right now, but I'd definitely rather have Klasse and Witt kind of starting to struggle a little bit. Um, I wish I'd just taken Klasse and figured out the bat in the fourth round.
2: You know, Presley kind of got it together after that meltdown in New York.
1: He did. I was worried about it that start after that one in New York, but he's been I think he has like four four straight scoreless saves since then.
2: Yep. Got a win today, uh, after pitching a perfect inning. Uh thank that's you, Jer- seventeen thank saves you. of his own. Thank
1: you, Jeremy Pena.
2: Yep. Yep. I, I honestly, you're doing fine. Now I, I You know, know you know you
1: know what the answer was. The answer was Clause a and Presley, is what uh is the answer to that question. And that would have worked really well in the season. I don't think you're gonna regret Bobby Witt. Uh, the, the home runs and still base is really nice. The batting average is a little low, but I love I, what I love, love Wit. I think he's got a big second half too, but uh, every time closet closes, I'm like, Oh, I just, uh, maybe I just should have gone with the more proven thing. But uh, closet Presley was probably the answer, both of them, but uh, I think Wit Presley will work out. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, I regret not having some closet there. Yep. So uh, anybody else you want to talk about anything else that's on your mind before we jump out of here?
2: I think we've been pretty good. Uh, and I, I've got two minutes to get some fabs in and labor. So, I'll go ahead and do that. Beautiful. Take advantage you of our early start time.
1: There you go. Good luck with that. I want to thank everybody every for listening to the Roadwire Fantasy Baseball podcast. Wanna thank everybody for uh that that weighed in with chat questions, weighed in uh watched us live, we will listen to us on the audio later. We always appreciate it. Uh, there was a question there. I don't know about Mike Soroka's return time, but uh, I'm not overly optimistic about that. I don't think they'll take him Same. very, very slow with him, but uh, I looked and I have not seen much uh, since early June, any, any reports on him. But anyway, thanks everybody for listening. Jeff is at Twitter Jeff underscore Erickson. I am at Scott Jensen. We always see uh, talk baseball there. And I uh, hit us up with any questions or lineup stuff or stuff uh, you want to talk about there. Happy to answer questions. Always there. Anybody, uh, anything else, uh, let us know. But other than that, I hope everybody has a really good week. Uh, we'll be back at you next Sunday night. Take care.